You're listening to episode 20 of Brave and Boss, the podcast. On today's episode, I'm flipping the script a little bit. Normally, I'm a big advocate of long-term planning as well as quarterly planning. If you guys have been following this podcast for a while, you'll know we've been implementing something over at my business called EOS. Um, but today's episode is really going to focus on how to be more agile with your planning and plan in what I'm calling seven-day sprints. So let's get into today how you can become faster and more agile with your marketing in today's invariable climate. Let's go. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. All right, welcome back to another episode of Brave and Boss, the podcast. I'm really excited. If I haven't met you before, I'm Christy, the host of this podcast, the founder of Encircle, the ethical fashion brand, um, as well as I'm coaching in Marie Forleo's B-School program for another few weeks at least, um, and I've been doing that for five years. So I've got a lot on the go, but it's nice to meet you if we're meeting for the first time. If you are a repeat listener, hello and welcome back. I have so much love for you guys. Everybody's been sending me some really nice messages on Instagram and commenting on our posts about uh, the podcast, which is really awesome to see. Sometimes when you record these things, you don't know if anybody's actually listening. I mean, you can see the metrics that people are, but it's always great to hear your feedback as well as your episode ideas. Uh, I take a lot of inspiration from you. So if you have questions you'd like me to answer or talk topics you'd like me to cover on the podcast, definitely had to at Brave and Boss on Instagram and hit me up in the DMs and I will do a podcast episode just for you. Um, so today's episode is how to plan in seven day sprints. And this is basically the opposite of what I was talking about at the beginning of the year, which is kind of ironic because I've been working on getting my team encircled. So I have a team of Well, now it's a little bit different, but previous to this situation, I had a team of 13 people um, and we were uh, just implementing a system called EOS and EOS stands for Entrepreneur's Organizational System. It's based on a book by Gino Wickman, great book, highly recommend it. And I definitely still recommend the process. And the process basically is planning in quarters, which um, is really great. I love 90 day planning and I think it's important to also have an annual plan as well. But what's happened with the pandemic is that um, things are changing so rapidly that planning in that quarterly way just doesn't work right now. We will definitely return to it and we're still using it as a framework for operating our business at Encircled. However, planning a quarter out is just really difficult right now. So as an example, I work in fashion design and manufacturing. Right now, most of our factories are closed. So it's almost impossible for me to say exactly when I'm going to launch a new product and when it's going to be in market. So instead, we're working on something I'm calling seven-day sprints. Now, this analogy is not my own. It comes from agile project management, which is a way of um, project managing that's primarily prevalent in the technology space. 
I ran into it a lot at my consulting gig, um, my last job before I quit my full-time job, uh, where I was employed by this really awesome technology consulting firm that was trying to build a retail strategy division. And they did a lot of app development for very large retailers like The Gap, et cetera. Um, and one of the big things with technology is that you have to continuously be um, evolving and it takes a real team effort because there's so many different people working on an app at any given time and you want to avoid overlap. You want to make sure um, people feel like they're making progress because um an app can take a really long time to develop and you want to be able to pick off little bits and pieces here and there to feel a sense of accomplishment as well. It's a great way to problem solve if there's issues um, to run through agile project management. I'm not an expert in this at all, um, but I do really resonate with a bunch of things that are part of the components of the process of project management in an agile style. And one of the things is planning in what they call sprints, which are essentially just like breaks of time that I think make sense for your team. Um, for me, we're currently planning at Encircled in seven day sprints. So what that means is we're planning our marketing and business activities in seven day chunks because that's as far as we're confident seeing out towards. Now, earlier in the pandemic, it was actually more like 48 hour sprints. And I talked about this on a few episodes back because there was a lot more uncertainty in the supply chain here around shutdowns. I think and I hope by the time this episode airs is that, well, I know for sure we'll still be on lockdown in um, the part of Canada that I'm in, but I just hope there's no further lockdowns um, because that would really impact our supply team even more. So seven-day sprints are basically seven-day planning cycles. So instead of planning in 90 days, which we're still doing, so I'm still doing a 90-day plan, um, but I'm breaking it down into shorter chunks. So I'll talk about a little bit about um, how we're managing that as a team. And then you can obviously take inspiration from that if you have a team or if you don't have a team, there's many ways to work it. Um, but essentially on Monday, I spend time pulling analytics from my um, Google Analytics as well as my two Shopify stores for Encircled. And I have a series of meetings with my team. Now, we've always had these meetings, um, but um they're definitely going to change in frequency and you'll see kind of how uh, when I talk more through how we structure our week. So our first day of meetings Mondays typically is like I start off with an all team meeting. I've done this for almost a year now um, where we just go around and do business update and then everybody kind of updates on what's happening in their area, what they what happened last week, what's coming up this week. Um, at a high level. And then um, people do, we do like a gratitude circle, which is really nice and things that they're looking forward to and focused on this week. And then now we have daily standups. And what a daily standup is, is a really quick meeting. Um, it's typically for us about 15 minutes for right now we have eight people on it. Um, so you can see it's uber, uber fast and it's done by Google Hangouts. You could use Zoom or something like that. And basically in the morning, I report on business metrics, like just very high level for the day prior. And then I, everybody goes around and says what they worked on yesterday, what they're working on today and highlight any challenges they may foresee in getting today's work done. This is a great way to keep connectivity in this environment where nobody's really sitting together anymore um, and to keep people accountable to what they're working on and give them the sense that they need to really think about what they're working on for the day. 
Um, so part of this is that on the Monday meetings, we have meetings with marketing as well as production design. Um, and those meetings really set the tone for the week. So we review the business results in even more details for all of our channels there. So in the marketing meeting, for example, we would look at you know, our Instagram performance last week, what really worked well, what didn't work well, um, what about Pinterest, what about Facebook ads? So we'll do like our channel deep dive, I'll call it. And then we have our production design meeting where we look at like inventory metrics, uh, what came in product-wise, what went out, what's selling, what's not selling, what needs to be on markdown. Um, those are kind of our core meetings. And then from that, we basically come up with a seven-day plan. So for production, which is very hard to plan in seven-day increments, basically we're looking at what is coming into the studio in the next seven days, the warehouse, um, and what are we working on from a design perspective that we want to get done by the end of seven days. Um, so we've really shortened our planning cycle there because if you if you are listening to this episode and you're involved in product development in any way, shape, or form or fashion, you know that a lot of designers plan seasons out, not even not even months out. And we've always been very agile in our planning, but this is a whole new level. Um, so for example, we have a meeting coming up on Monday and I know we're going to talk about, we've been working on um, organic cotton face masks and I know we'll talk about that, um, delivery dates and whether we should replenish um, as well as the status of some new designs. Like what do we want to, we wanted to get like a first pattern done by the end of last week. What are we going to go for this week? So we've really taken our 90 day plan, which we met as a leadership team, with all my managers to go over and then cut it down into really small slices. And the reason we did this is A, to keep people focused, um, B, to keep them motivated, and C, to make it as actionable as possible and as flexible as possible. Because if things change tomorrow and another factory shuts down or um, if we face more shutdowns, then things are going to have to rearrange. And if you wait for the next, like, quarter meeting, it's way too late. Even waiting seven days is almost too late. But right now, because the level of certainty is semi better than it was before, um, we're allowed, we can plan in seven day sprints. But I would say at the beginning of the pandemic, we were in 24 hour, 48 hour sprints. This episode of Brave and Boss is sponsored by No Issue. We all know how it feels to order a package online and have it come in beautiful packaging. It's like a gift to yourself. The problem is most packaging is not sustainable and also it's really hard for small brands to get customized packaging as the minimums for ordering are usually really high. Meet No Issue. No Issue is created to provide makers, brands, and businesses access to custom sustainable packaging. Their products include customizable tissue, stickers, tape, all three of which are compostable and printed with soy-based inks, which I love, and a stock 100% compostable mailer. Minimums are low and quality is high. Packaging, as you know, is a great way to create a brand recognition through the customer experience, taking that digital experience to the real world. Sustainable packaging also shows your commitment to the planet and the small steps that your business is taking to reduce your impact. They sent me a sample pack and I was so impressed with the quality of everything. In fact, the tissue paper was like a work of art. To get started and try out No Issue, go to noissue.ca, that's N-O-I-S-S-U-E dot C-A, and use code BRAVEBOSS to get 10% off your first order. That's noissue.ca and code BRAVEBOSS. And now back to the show. So the team daily standups have worked really well to align the team on the values and um, metrics. 
And I'll say one of the things that also has really worked well during this time is creating a goal for the team. Now, it's really hard to look at goal setting right now because basically, I mean, Q2 for me, for my fashion brand was supposed to be our biggest quarter um, in the last like year. And we had massive, massive financial plans, marketing plans, product development plans, pop-ups with 12 pop-ups, which is crazy. They're all gone. Um, so we've had to revise all of our targets, which I've talked about a little bit a few episodes back. Um, but I wanted to give the team something manageable to give them something to work towards, to give them a metric of stability more so than anything else. Um, because coming up with your overall monthly goal right now might be a little challenging because there's just, again, a lot of uncertainty depending on where you are um, and a lot of shifts in consumer behavior that are happening fairly rapidly. So I love the podcast Story Brand with Donald Miller. If you haven't listened to that one, I highly recommend it. And he did a webinar where he talked about really giving people something that they can like work towards and almost gamify. So the easiest metric for me is just revenue. It makes sense to everybody. Everybody understands it. It's a transparent metric. Um, everybody on my team can see our sales. Um, and it's very actionable, right? So um, basically, we came up with a revenue goal um, for each. Uh, we wanted to hit as a minimum uh, every day in order to be able to keep our team whole and to not have to furlough or lay off any more people. Um, full transparency, we had to lay off four people um, and we've been able to recall two of those people back so far, which is really great. Um, and the other two are getting top-ups um, on employment insurance. But um, that kind of threw things a little wonky. And for a while, I was like, I don't know, I might have to lay off temporarily more people because it's just a, our salary is a massive expense. So I did the financials and just figured out, okay, so if we were to hit X number, $1,000 a day, um, what would that mean for a team? What is kind of our baseline break-even revenue number where we know with our costs that we can successfully manage down? And I've talked about that a lot on previous episodes, but managing your costs is really important. Um, you really need to figure this out for yourself. I think it's a great thing to know, even if you're not going to share with your team. But so we came up with that number. So we know every day we need to do this amount of revenue to be able to at least break even. And right now, for some people, that may sound really scary and some people may sound very exciting. Um, but depending on the segment of market you're in, you may be harder hit than other people. Um, for me, aiming for break even is great. If I don't have to get into my cash reserves, perfect. Um, if I can make money, amazing. But I'm just trying to stay in a state of stasis right now so that I can keep my team fully employed um, and keep paying everybody. So we came up with that number and then every day we tracked that. So there's a spreadsheet that I've created, um, daily sales, and I track a bunch of other metrics too because I'm a total analytics nerd. Um, but you could do this with just daily sales. So take, you know, for the upcoming month, let's say in May, take your daily sales um, by day from May 1st to May 31st and from last year and start tracking against them. Um, track against them up over last year, but also 
give yourself a hard financial goal, which you would like to hit. Uh, it gives you something to work towards. So my team, when they see the goal, if it's under it, they're like, ooh, we should send out an email. We should do this. We should do a couple of social posts. It really makes things actionable and transparent team-wide. So that's worked really, really well from a planning standpoint because we know that at a minimum, we want to hit that number. So we need to do whatever we can to make that happen. So what that kind of looks like is that um, every seven days, it's not that your strategy and what you're doing is shifting, but the tactics may be changing. So as an example, we've seen a lot of success at Encircled with paid ads lately, um, and it's really dialed up some of our sales of some core items where we thought, you know, we're going to have a lot of inventory of these for a really long time. Um, and now it looks like we're not going to. So in seven days, we figured out, you know, okay, where are we going to get the fabric from? Do we have enough zippers? Can we do this? Who can make these? Who's still open? And we're able to fill that gap. So it's really just like this like continuous problem or opportunity um, discovery system almost, I would say. So I really encourage you, even if you don't have a team, figure out like your baseline revenue and figure out a goal you'd like to hit every day and track to that goal. Um, goal setting is only effective if you're actually looking at how you're doing versus your goal. So a simple, simple, basic Google sheet will get you there. Um, so how to plan in a seven day sprint. So set that goal and then figure out what it's going to take to get you to that goal. If you have the goal making calculator that I created, um, that is a good way to work backwards and figure out how much traffic you need. But for most people, it's largely a traffic play. There are some people who listen to this podcast who I'm sure could improve their conversion rate, myself included. However, for most of us, it's just getting more eyeballs onto our online store. It has to be the goal at this time. And how you do that, that strategy is going to vary by brand and product and segment and niche and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, so you want to set up this framework and just keep reviewing it, make Monday kind of that big touchstone and then review it every single day. And yes, I mean, every single day, including weekends. I know entrepreneurship is so hard. Um, it's rare that we get weekends off. Um, if you have an assistant or somebody who can pull these on the weekend, great. Otherwise you really need to be paying attention to your metrics on a daily basis, especially at this time. Um, things can just start to go crazy. So I just want to wrap this up with sharing some trends that I'm seeing happening with our store specifically um, so that you guys can watch out for some of these things. So I'm seeing a lot more new customers to our store, which is a good thing. We've been trying to get our new customer percentage up for a long time. However, that means our um, repeat customers aren't shopping as often. So that is something that if I waited, you know, 30 days to discover at the end of the month, then it would be too late to impact that. So here's an example of a metric that I'm watching. I'm seeing it go in a direction that's good, but also maybe not great because we want our old customers to come back too. So what we realize is we have to do two things. We have to do something to bring back our old customers um, and make that something every month for the next short term of the lockdown because it's really important for us to you know serve up stuff for our existing customers so we're doing a sample sale we decided to do that it was good, supposed to be in june um this is probably going to air in late april um and we moved it up because we know that always brings in a ton of repeat customers because they love sample sales so that's just a simple example of something we identified when reviewing kind of our seven day metrics and we're able to make a pretty quick plan to move up. 
Um, the other thing here that we've identified is that, you know, we really need to focus on profitability. Now that's harder to plan for in seven day sprints, but this is where that cash flow template comes in handy that I've talked about repeatedly on this podcast. You really want to have a sense of your cash flow for the month, like what's coming in, what's going out. Because especially if your product mix is shifting right now, because I know what Encircled, it's definitely shifting for us. You need to have an eye on your bottom line. Just because you're making top line revenue doesn't mean you're actually making profit. Um, our month of March actually came in okay. It was down from our plan. It was down. We had to do different things to get there. And But our profitability was not great. And that was because our cost base was so high. Um, this month, I think, will be slightly different, which is great. But you always need to know what costs are coming in. Um, so the more you can get into those details, if you don't have time to do it daily to do cash flow, at least try and do a seven day cash flow forecast. That would be great just to figure out what money you're expecting to receive and what you have to pay out in the next seven days. That will give you at least a little bit of certainty in this really uncertain time. All right, so that's it about how to plan in seven-day sprints. If you learned something and love this podcast, please rate and review it, and I'd love it if you share it with one other entrepreneur. One other thing, join us over at Facebook. We've got a free Facebook group where I'm starting to do free Facebook group coaching in there once a week. Um, it's facebook.com slash groups slash brave and boss. All right, everyone, have a lovely day, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts, and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.